Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all, the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's journey for free on iOS and Android. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you, Appleton, Wisconsin, to everybody who came to the Skyland Comedy Club in Appleton. I had a great time and I appreciate you coming. We're moving on to the Stir Crazy Comedy Club in Glendale, Arizona. With Alex Kahn, I will be there February 19th and 20th, Stir Crazy Comedy Club. Then I'm coming to Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in Detroit. That is February 25th, 26th, and 27th. All of these are on Frangiola.com. There are links to the tickets where you can get them. If you live in these cities, please come. If you want to support this podcast in other ways, we have a Patreon. I know we've said it a million times, but it's $5, and you could become a Patreon member and get a brand new episode every Tuesday for that $5. Otherwise... You are now about to listen to our Valentine's Day episode of Cover to Cover, where we celebrate nothing but love. Enjoy. My love, there's only you in my life, the only thing that's right. My first love, your every breath that I take, your every step I Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. Welcome to the love episode of Cover to Cover, where we'll be talking about nothing but love on this episode for the next hour, an hour and 15 minutes. We'll be talking all about love for the lovers out there, for the lovers who are celebrating Valentine's Day with us here at 
cover to cover, we decided we would start off with something, I mean, maybe the greatest love song of all time, that is Endless Love, from Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. Huge hit back in 1983, I would imagine, 82 perhaps, from the movie Endless Love, um, about... Uh, the movie Endless Love, Alex, was about a parental disapproval of two teenagers wrapped up in a passionate love affair causes a confusion of arson, death, and insanity. Timeless. Takes a turn there at the end. <laughs> I didn't realize. I guess I kind of saw it. It was Brooke Shields, of course, was in it, uh, which when she was like going back to you know being Hollywood weirdos, which we like to discuss. She was like 11 when she was in it, I think, or something. So that was strange. And then there was a guy... Um, who I never heard of again. His name was Richard Ky Richard Richard Kiley seems to be the star of it. But there was another person in it that had like one line. It was his first movie ever, and he's gone on to have a pretty good career. He had one line in Endless Love. Uh, I think he was. It was like during a football game. They were playing like a pickup football game in the park, and he had one line. And his name is Tom Cruise. Oh. Tom Cruise went on to have a pretty decent career. Also, James Spader was in it. He had one line in it as well. Also went on to have a pretty good career. Ian Ziering had a uh, had a cup of coffee in it. He went on to have a <laughs> decent career, I guess. Uh, the only one who didn't have a really good career out of it was the the star, Richard Kiley and Brooke Shields. Endless Love, 1981, a romance drama, one hour and 56 minutes. You can get, uh, if you want to watch it, Rotten Tomatoes gives it 28%. Yeah. Which I think is about right. That's um, two hours of 28% teen love. Yeah, That's and uh, so that is... We we looked up like the, the most romantic. I'm gonna keep talking like this the okay. entire time, like a love host on like okay. um we we have a Casey, radio Casey, yeah love. we have a radio sh station out here called Coast FM uh, and uh, it plays like nothing but love. At least it used to. I don't know what it mm -hmm. plays now, and uh, they just play nothing but love songs. And they their their catchphrase is to go, um, coming up next, endless love by Lana Ritchie and Diana Ross on. And they do a long pause, the coast. Ooh, yeah, so I that's like that. it's a big one, and um, <laughs> they so, have to practice that. In yeah, the they, they do a real <laughs> long pause on the coast. So yeah, that I I you know I like a love song every now and again. So we looked them up, the best ones. Endless love was always in the top, mm -hmm. you know, ten maybe. So we figured we'd start off with a little love. Valentine's Day is Sunday. You'll be got you guys will be getting this on Thursday when you choose to listen is your business. And, um, you know, we're kind of going to knock around some some love stuff on this episode of Cover to Cover. Um, what, what's going on in the world? We can, we can get right to the news and tell you what's going on in the world. There is some stuff that's... Uh, Aunt Jemima is a story we've covered uh, mm -hmm. a lot on this, on this podcast. It's been a long year for her. It's been a long year for Aunt Jemima. She was one of the ones that was canceled mm -hmm. or, or whatever you would call it along the way. She, as was Uncle Ben, and as a lot of people who mm -hmm. who were deemed some sort of racist, they were a little bit racist. The, yeah, and uh, so we, you know, except for the only one who 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 decided to not bow down to any of this was Trader Joe's. Remember, yes. they they were people were giving them a hard time by the Trader Jose's and uh, and some of their other ones. And uh, P P yeah. Trader Ping, <laughs> Trader Ping, yeah, Mal, yeah, <laughs> yeah, his Asian food is all. And they were just like, no, we're not going to change that. We're going to stay. Trader yeah. Jose is going to is our guy, and so is Mao Ping and whoever else. So, uh, but m many of the people anyway. Yesterday, PepsiCo, who owns Aunt Jemima, they announced that the new name Aunt Jemima now has a new name, all new packaging, 
She's gone. Aunt Jemima, the, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the iconic black woman is gone. She's been replaced by what looks like just a symbol. It's like <laughs> just a, like a weird symbol. And um, the new name is the Pearl Milling Company. Pearl Milling Company, which honestly to me sounds even more racist than Aunt Jemima. Yeah. I don't know what the Pearl <laughs> Milling Company is, but mm-hmm. it sounds like there's some shady business going on over there. Yeah. Um, she was... Uh, Anyway, that's 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 the situation. Because it, racism never existed in a, anywhere where there was a mill, right? No, no exactly. <laughs> and the Pearl Milling Company, the new name for the famed Aunt Jemima line of pancakes and syrups has been announced. Pearl Milling Company, uh, parent company Quaker Oats, which is owned by PepsiCo. Wow, What's they, the logo look like? Uh, it just looks, I, I, it's, it's very small on here, so I can barely see it. It looks just kind of like a, you know, almost kind of like, maybe it's a building. It is. It mm. does look like a building. It's the Pearl Milling Company is what it is. Um, so that is, that is it. If, uh, critics in the company conceded that there was a racial stereotype on their packaging for many, many years, we all know it. It looks like the font and the color and everything's the same though. Yeah. It's the exact, well, they don't want you to, they don't want you to walk past it on the shelves. Yeah. I still want you to buy the shit. Uh, yeah, it is. It's just a building and like a little, uh, we, what are those wheels that, uh, yeah, yeah, a water mill. Yeah. A water mill. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so there it is. There you go. That, that, that was a big story right off the bat. Um, some other stories that just quickly to, to discuss. Did you real quick, did you see on the box? It says new name, same great taste, but they still have the Aunt Jemima logo in the box. So it's like, don't forget if you're curious, that's, Oh, they put it on there to make sure that, Oh, this is still Aunt Jemima. Yeah. We're woke, but we still have pancakes to move here. Okay. Well, I mean, so I don't know what's going to happen with some of the other ones that, that, that got, um, you know, canceled along mm-hmm. the way. Like what is, I guess we now have to do uncle Ben and we yeah. have to do a couple of other ones and, uh, KFC. I mean, did he still have the Colonel? Wasn't he just like a, some, I mean, didn't he just run a plantation like a, or something? Yeah, yeah. He was like a Confederate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if they have that guy anymore. So mm-mm. there you go. That's the first story out of the gate. Um, the second one I want to talk about, <clears throat> I know we talked about it a lot on the, um, on the Patreon episode was the Britney Spears documentary on New mm-hmm. York on the New York Times. Britney Spears documentary produced by the New York Times on FX. I finally finished it last night. Uh, you know, I had about fifteen more minutes to go, and I finished the whole thing. It's really nothing, honestly. In the end, after you watch the whole thing, it's nothing you haven't heard before, or seen before, or, or whatever. And now I see that the the boyfriend Ashgari or whatever his name is, the fake boyfriend, one hundred percent. I'm I'm betting my bottom dollar that this is a one hundred percent fake relationship. I know many of you disagree with me and think that this is a real relationship. That this gorgeous uh, hunk of a man mm-hmm. um, has a has a perfectly normal relationship with Britney Spears. That could that's not true. It's just not true. Mm-mm. Anyway, I heard that he's very upset. Uh, and and came out and said something against the father, the one who was controlling the conservatorship, and of course he did. Yeah, of course he said something because the father he's is getting conflicted. Yeah, he's getting in the way of of this guy's money. Like, I don't know how. I I know people don't like me when I say this, but how anyone's takeaway from watching that documentary was that the I I know they try and paint it that the father is the bad guy in it, and I. I'm. I just don't see it. I feel like he is kind of like, who do you want me to leave? Do you want? Do you want me to to mm-hmm. to, to to leave her and her money in the hands of Sam Lufty? Yeah. Like there there are thousands of people who well, are Ashgari try- looks well, yeah. like he's fiscally exactly. responsible. Like I mean, this guy, <laughs> and there are thousands of people who are trying to get at her money, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make sure that they don't. I 
I could, now I could be proven wrong in this, yeah. and maybe I'm insane. What's the dad drive? Have we seen pictures? Like of him that's the other that? thing. Like you don't see this guy living some sort of lavish lifestyle. As far as I know, I don't know. Yeah, but I just think that from and I, even after I watched this whole thing, in the end, they wound up. You know, I I I'm always just shocked by the fact that you know there are people who are out there. A lot of them. Yeah. I mean, these wackos who are out in front of the courthouse with their pink signs, free mm-hmm. Britney. And 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 then I see a lot of celebrities were, were tweeting yesterday, free Britney, free Britney, free Britney. I'm like, did you watch the same thing I watched? Yeah. Like, I, in obviously, Britney Spears. I don't know how it happened or why it happened. And it's a shame that it did happen. I believe it was the lifestyle that she was surrounded by which sucks the mm-hmm. fact that she's been she was thrust into celebrity dome at, at at such an early age probably did fuck her up a little bit whether there was you know a little bit of uh, that before all you know who knows if she would have turned out normal if she was just working at uh mm-hmm. you know at Rite Aid I don't know but I don't I mean but here's here's the thing that I keep saying over and over again uh, she obviously has some sort of mental problems outside of her father's involvement in her life. We saw, we've seen it uh, countless times with mm-hmm. the shaving over the head, the umbrella on the window, and getting and, out and, of the car without the underwear. All the, but and then like on and on and on, mm-hmm. just hundreds of things. And I, you know, as you know, I've had many run-ins with her myself, and I saw it, witnessed it firsthand mm-hmm. that the girl is not necessarily all there. Uh, and then in the, they do show. In this documentary, that that what you know, she did start coming back. She did a whole, you know, another residency in like her residency in, in Vegas was hugely successful. Mm-hmm. And then she went on to announce another residency that she was going to do it. And I think an MGM was going to move from one hotel to another mm-hmm. for millions of dollars. And she was supposed to come and do this huge event and and to announce it and and you know do a song and and she just kind of walks off the stage and walks away and 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 people were you know, like what what's happened where'd she go. And it, was, and it was just the beginning of, <laughs> of, of like, you know, she's you could see it. There's yeah. something wrong there. So it, I don't know what, what they did, what they failed to realize in this documentary, and maybe you guys know better than me, is where's the mother? Like, I know yeah. the mother was around early on. You used to see her on all the talk shows and stuff. But I don't hear her, from her much anymore, and he didn't hear from her much in this in this documentary. Um, and, and I don't know why she's not involved in any type of, of a conservatorship if if she's the one who seemed and then the woman that sh- they leave in charge for the early part of her career uh, you know they have this neighbor who whatever who, mm. who takes britney spears on tour early tour like a tour tour of malls and stuff and they live in new york city together for like a year that's and and this woman is obviously out of her like she and not in a bad way but she's uh, she's from a very very small town, Britney Spears' hometown, and she seems to be a little simple is a better is a good word for it, mm-hmm. but without saying crazy she something, and I'm like, well, this is the woman who was in charge. She was she was like, I couldn't believe Britney Spears and I went on a on a on a on a we went from London to Paris and we went underwater. There is a tunnel that goes underwater. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, you never heard of a fucking tunnel before? They're, they're all over the place. That's what they do. They connect New York City to Long Island. They connect everything. Like there's mm. you do it a lot. Golly. I, and, this, and I'm told this is a six year old woman sitting yeah. in her backyard drinking lemonade and going, I can't believe we this is. And then she her house is completely covered in Britney Spears shit. So it's almost like that that woman who you know shot Selena years ago, who you know was like a the, 
she was her fan and then became her friend and her manager. And then, you know, was obviously a little off and wound up shooting her. But I feel like this woman's the same way. She's like, she's Britney Spears's friend. And, and I guess a, I don't know what, what they were considering her. They always had an, a, a tough time giving her a title and it was like her assistant. <laughs> yeah. But then she's also got like, I know people who are assistants for a lot of famous people. They, they're not fucking like fanatic fans no. too. I mean, this woman's house still, she's 60 years old and hasn't worked with Britney Spears in, I don't know, 20 years perhaps. It's covered in Britney Spears shit. And I'm like, I don't know. She seems off. Everybody who surrounded this girl mm-hmm. seems off. So I looked up her mom. Her mom was a teacher and a daycare worker. Oh, so she's just she, doing great. Yeah. Name name someone who works around children who would give their child away. You know what I mean? Like I my mean, mom was a teacher. She wouldn't right. let the neighbor take me for I, a year. I know. I, that was the part. That, but then again, I you know, I uh, who knows? I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't know how well they knew this woman that they just handed her off to yeah, and let her move point. to New York. And the, But the woman, I mean, her talking, and I'm just like, this woman was walking around New York City mm. with Britney Spears? Yeah. She doesn't, she's, she's amazed by a tunnel. I mean, like, I, I'm looking. I can't find anything on Lynn Spears, on her Lynn mother. Spears, I who can't used find. to be uh, like out the. Fo- I mean, she used to be on all the talk shows with her, and, uh, and well, Ellen, now, and now and she's Oprah. credited as being an American author. But the only thing she did was like ghost wrote Britney's book. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> I mean, anyway. So and then, you know, so I know the father's the bad guy, and I know if you listen to the people out in front of the courthouse who's sitting there, yell, you know, screaming. Now, what I gathered from watching this documentary, and I'm sorry I'm, we're talking too much about this, but it was interesting. It's a, it's a, I feel a lot of people talking about it, so we might as well cover it. And I'm sorry to get off the love track that we were going to mm-hmm. stay on for this entire episode, but I'm just telling you that I loved the Britney Spears documentary, so we'll st- that'll tie us back into <laughs> I think into having love. children's a very big part of love. You yeah, know? there you go. Yeah. So, so, uh, so anyway, the Britney Spears documentary, back to that. Um, so, so... If you're listening to the people out in front of the courthouse screaming that she needs to be let out of this conservatorship, I wish, honestly, for the New York Times, who is I, I enjoy reading them, and, and it's very prestigious, I found the documentary to be kind of poorly done. I feel like they could have done better a better job of, honestly, one of the questions they failed to ask any of, the, any of these people, and they interview all of them, these people who have mm. a podcast about her Instagram, the people who, you know, just a lot of stuff go, and the people who are in front of the courthouse jumping up and down and screaming, get her out of this conservatorship. Uh, what, they never asked them, like, okay, let's say we do lift the conservatorship, and, and, and the father is now, mm-hmm. and Britney Spears' financiers uh, are completely in her hands. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think Britney Spears is going to be financially responsible enough mm-hmm. to, to be able to handle this fortune? There's just no way. Yeah. I'm sorry to break it to you, but and I'm not, that's to take nothing away from the fact that, that she is talented and she can sing and she can dance and all of that. But there are many people who can sing and dance that don't know a shit fuck about finance. And I'm saying not saying her father does either, mm-hmm. but at this point... She's 40 years old and still, I don't think she's wanting for money or anything. So no. somebody seems to be controlling it. And and I don't see the father. And, and once again, I could be wrong. I don't see the father flying on private jets or because, you know, there'd be people who, who would spot him if he yes. was. And I, I, I know other people who've been in these predicaments, like Billy Joel was famously ripped off by management for years. Mm. And, and and if you if you know the Billy Joel story at all, it was like a family member, and Dane Cooks, another one who was ripped off by a family yeah. member, and and most of these 
cases, Billy Joel being the one that I know pretty well, the, the guy who's ripping them off is like flying private jets. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I forget what documentary it is that I watched about the Billy Joel incident, where Christy Brinkley, who he was married to at the time, was like, I'm just curious. Like she was telling Billy Joel, like yeah. it's strange that <laughs> we're flying commercial and you're the star, and you're and uh, yet your manager is flying, flying private, private jets. Yeah, and. And then they started to put everything together. This guy's in a Rolls Royce and Billy Joel's driving a Toyota. And it was just, yeah. so, so, but I don't know if the father's doing that. So that alone should be something where you're like, I don't know, maybe the guy is just trying to protect his daughter. Yeah. There are a couple of times in this documentary where they show the paparazzi around him. And I, he does seem to be like, listen, the guy's you know, obviously he doesn't know anything about show business himself. Maybe he, does, he seems like a dumb fucking guy from you know from the sticks himself. Mm-hmm. But he's doing the best he can under the situation. I think, and I I know it's a, it's not a popular opinion, but the fact that at the in the end, whatever 2020 case these people are all out in front of the courthouse, they're all in front of them. the the judge who probably sees. I know that she definitely sees more than I see mm-hmm. in the court papers and stuff. And, you know, it's all legally shit that I don't really understand anyway. But, uh, and, and the judge decides to, to, after looking it all over in 2020, she decides to keep the father on as conservator. So obviously the, I don't know if the fucking judge is an asshole too, but obviously she saw something mm-hmm. she saw. I don't know if Britney Spears, like that's what I just want somebody who, who is uh, you know out there in front of the courthouse jumping around in a pink shirt that says "Free Britney" or any of the celebrities who who Sarah Jessica Parker and I saw some other ones who hashtag you know "Free Britney" yesterday on their twitters and stuff. I just want to know what you think is going to happen if the conservatorship is lifted. Do you think Britney Spears is going to all of a sudden? come out of whatever mm-hmm. funk she seems to be in on her Start Instagram her wheels again? Yeah, yeah, like and just be. And then maybe there, maybe it is, maybe that is what's happening. Maybe that is what's going to happen. Honestly, uh, some of the people watching her Instagram and, and saying, I'm seeing she's, that's a cry for help right there. Mm-hmm. She's wearing a yellow shirt and, and look at these. I'm like, this is, uh, <laughs> she's this, blinking Morris code. No, like, a, like that's what people are yeah. saying is shit like that. Like, like, like it, a this, POW. This shit is a crazy, as cr- crazy conspiracy theory as any of the shit you're fucking mm-hmm. making fun of QAnon for and all yeah. this shit. I mean, what's what what makes you any different thing of Britney Spears sending messages with her fucking ta- tube top yeah like it, it's it's the same shit like I also don't think a lot of these people in front of the courthouse have children and I think that kind of once you have the skin in the game of like have being responsible for someone right, right. I think you see it a little differently that could be the case too uh, and and I don't understand how and nobody is t- attacking this Ashgari guy yeah. this boyfriend you know, you or the ex, the guy Sam Lefty. Well, like. well, I I don't know what I think Sam Lefty has been kicked out because the they one of the things that they say in this documentary is that the um is that the, that the conservatorship was was made to get him away. Yeah, kind of. At least that's the way I interpret mm-hmm. it. I could be wrong, but. I, they started seeing these guys hanging around like, what the fuck is he doing here? Like, yes. what is Sam Lufty? Nobody even knew what he, what he did. No. He was like this guy who just, I met the guy many times. He was the guy who used to bring her in to my re- the restaurant mm-hmm. that I worked at. He would bring her in and he was a weirdo. I mean, if I gave you my Sam Lufty story, Sam Lufty was like, I think he was gay. I mm-hmm. think he is gay. I, I could be, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but 
And I, he was attracted to one of the waiters, and he was using Britney Spears. This is all fucking true. He was using Britney Spears to get, like, he would call the restaurant every day, like, mm -hmm. Britney's really interested in you. This guy, Mike Marchand, you could talk to Mike Marchand if you want. He's a, he lives in Boston now. He dated, he went on dates with Britney Spears. He was a waiter with me. And it's the it was the weirdest fucking thing. But anyway, I, we, I was always like, she doesn't, she's not even here. Like, yeah. this guy is like running the show here and i think he's interested in you mike and he's using britney spears <laughs> yeah to try and get to you that's that was what i picked up we're from all, all going on dates together yeah, so right. i looked it up i didn't know this i mean this is old news at this point but in 2019 she was granted a five-year restraining order from sam lefty yeah so it sounds a lot like her family had to pry her from this dude right obviously sam lefty didn't have her her her, her better interest in, her yeah. best interest in mind the guy was who knows what the guy is mm -hmm. and it, there was not only was him there was other ones after sam lefty and i i this other guy now this muscular dude who's lifting her up on beaches and shit on instagram mm -hmm. i'm i i'm sure he's not an awful guy but this is obviously not a real relationship mm -hmm. just from what i see on instagram the way that she dances the look in her eyes the, the fact that y y she's never saying anything today like she's never saying she's never going in front of the camera going hey everyone I know you watched the documentary about me yesterday. Yeah. Here's the deal. Like, why are we not seeing that? I, I know some people are saying it's because our father won't let her. I don't know if that's the case. Mm -hmm. I, I just think that somebody, maybe that's true. But this guy, this uh, on, uh, Washgari guy is a piece of shit. And I don't know why more people aren't saying it. Mm -hmm. So I'll say I'll be the first for when it all comes down because I think the father's got to keep guys like that away, got to keep Sam Lufty's away, and I'm sure a lot, a lot worse. Like mm. remember when she went and married that fucking guy in Vegas? This is way back. Kevin Federline. No, well not Kevin Federline. Oh. Yeah, that's another one. Like I don't, I, I don't feel the documentary covered enough of that. Like is Federline? I never, I never I mean, thought is Federline he raising those kids. I too? think he. Well, I mean, I think they're a little older now. I don't yeah. know if they're old enough to take care of themselves, but they're not. They're not children anymore. I think mm -hmm. they're seventeen and eighteen or something. But, but, but the fact that I think, and I, once again, I keep saying this, I could be wrong on this one too, because I know many of you are, are, are more heavily invested in the story than I am. <laughs> so I'm kind of skimming over the top of it, because honestly, I have a fucking life. I, I can't invest too much time in the Britney Spears. I barely got through the fucking documentary, honestly. So, and I'm certainly not going to be down at a courthouse and anyone who is, and I'm not talking just Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. If you got the time to fucking dance around in front of Michael Jackson's fucking trial mm -hmm. or in front of Britney Spears's trial or go do something else, volunteer, go pick up garbage off the streets yeah. and put it in a garbage. God knows we yeah, need yeah, it or here. any, or any, do any God volunteer yeah. at the library, get, you know, help an old woman to the, go feed you, the homeless. Yeah. Go help an old woman carry a grocery from the trunk of her car do some fucking thing besides being out in front of the courthouse with pigeons or whatever you dumb fucks are doing i mean come on now now we've gotten off the love track and very <laughs> anyway so i i did watch it it is fascinating it's uh, my, my my final take on it is uh, it's nothing i haven't seen before i didn't no, no light was shed on anything that i didn't already know the father's in control of of her finances and Britney Spears is a little off. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think, and I and I say this over and over again. You, I, I know many of you think you're getting your Britney Spears back if this is lifted. You think mm -hmm. all of a sudden we, you're going to have a, a hit record from Britney Spears, and she's going to be playing at the Staples Center, per, perfectly mm -hmm. cognizant of her surroundings and is singing and dancing 
and having a great time. I it's, heard her and Justin are going to get back together. Like all that. Like I know. I, I mean, I think this is what people are thinking. <laughs> yeah. Like this. Well, he. Backstreet Boys is going to come. Er, the funny insane. thing about this documentary, another thing, he comes off like a bit of a prick in it. You know, because Who? Justin Timberlake. Timberlake? Yeah, because okay. he. Whether all this shit is made up by fucking record producer or mm. whatever to sell tickets, I you know a lot of this shit is fake. Like yeah. they were there, and now Crimea River is about Sophie. him. What's and the it's Sophia? Like, the the it, thing we were covering last week, right? This driver's kids. license yeah. shit. Yeah, that song and the whole that. That's all bullshit. It's mm. all made up by people who are gonna. Now you're gonna release a song that says mm. this girl did this and drove by your house, and you're the blonde girl. You yeah. release a song saying I'm not the blonde girl. Now the guy you release a song saying I like to dance too, and here's my fucking <laughs> jingle. But and I think a lot of, I don't know, you know, when two 17 year olds, Timberlake and whatever, you know, Britney Spears when they were dating, you know, cry me a river, chee hee them. And then like, like a Diane Sawyer, a legitimate journalist, mm-hmm. at least at the time. At the time. So she's, like, she's like interviewing just Britney Spears about like Justin Timberlake and like yeah. kind of being harsh to her. Like, why did you do that? To, and again, I obviously this girl's, she's, you know, she's young. First of all, she's young mm-hmm. and I don't know what you 17. say no to all these Ashgaris running around with their shirts off. It's hard. I, it is. I listen. The Ashgari guy is a very handsome guy, mm-hmm. which leads me to even my dis fuels my disbelief even more. Yeah. The fact that this is even anyone considers this a real relationship. If any of you uh, look at her Instagram and for one second think that there's anything real about that relationship, you're insane. Mm. You're fucking insane. Mm. So um, if the tables were turned, you'd be calling. Uh, like if if it were the opposite, it, it looks a lot like a sugar daddy situation, except right. for you know with a like he's a young dude that no one's ever heard of. She's got a ton of money. Like right. if it was anyone else, if it was Nicole Richie, you'd be calling her you know every right. name in the book. Right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happen. So I I don't know the whole thing. Or not is... Nicole Richie. Who was the one that dated the old guy? The oh no, um, um, oh what's Nicole, her name? Nicole. Yeah, the, yeah. The guest you know, the guest model who wound yeah, up dying yeah. of a drug overdose. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck was her name? I'll look it up. Nicole Brown Simpson. Nicole uh, Richie. Nicole. Anna Uh, Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Got it. Uh, Yeah, oh, that was another, that's another tragic story. That Mm -hmm. was another girl who was just like run through the mill, you know, pretty girl from the Midwest, Mm -hmm. wherever she was from. I don't know exactly where. You know, and that she, of course, thankfully, the Britney Spears thing did not end that way, which it probably could have. It could have. Had, had, I believe, and I know you hate me for saying this, I believe that had the father not stepped in, we might have seen more of an Anna Nicole Smith ending to all of this than we did. You're probably right. Um, But I know everybody disbelieved. Like, Mm -hmm. another thing which I thought was interesting about this documentary, that's why I thought it was not very well done. It was was kind of very one-sided. And The New York Times? The New York Times. Well, you know what I mean. And honestly, isn't that a little beneath the New York Times to be... Yeah. Dealing with this. With Britney Spears. I mean. Yeah. Like, it's an interesting topic for a documentary, of course, but I don't know if the New York Times needs to be dealing with it. I mean, if Army Hammer has her toes, tell us about it. But this is. I mean, that's another one, you know, just people are weirdos. And I don't know. My final thoughts on the Britney Spears thing was, I think the father does not have the worst intentions. Uh, I know it seems that way to many of you in Mm. in your pink shirts and your free Britney stuff. But I think this is a guy who's, you know, a little over his head. I don't think he thought the Britney Spears thing was going to get as big as it did when they were, you know, prancing her around on Star Search and mm-hmm. and Mickey Mouse Club. And who even knows if he was driving that ship? A lot of times that's the mom, you know. Yeah. And a lot of times the mom's the one who's like, we're taking her to auditions. Put mm-hmm. on your leotard. Like, I mean, I know on a much smaller scale, 
I was, you know, I was a kid who wanted to go to auditions and shit when I was mm-hmm. young. And my my father, it, it would, he I wasn't used, having I, it. Never, he didn't even know what it, what it, what? Mm-hmm. Are you out of your fucking mind? There's no, people don't do, no. Go learn a skill and learn how to, to do electrical work and, and, and don't sing and dance. Stop it. But my mother was like, uh, yeah, let's go to the audition and see what happens. So, I mean, I think that that's maybe my take on the whole thing is the mother, Lynn Spears, is driving this whole train for this little kid to be famous, you know? Mm-hmm. The father's probably, I don't know what he did for work. I don't, you know, it seems like he's a fucking regular guy working, I don't know, just judging by his tank top and the yeah. fact that he eats cheese grits in the fucking documentary. <laughs> And um, wearing a Carhartt shirt, yeah, like that kind of. I mean, I don't know, but he's always got he's always got cargo shorts on in every shot of him, and um, so I I don't know if if that's the situation, but I I think now it got the the mother she gets to being Britney Spears and falls like all right now I got to handle this shit because yeah. obviously nobody here can handle seventy million dollar fortune or whatever she's sitting mm-hmm. on these days, which I would imagine is a lot. Honestly, I see a lot of their family dynamic in my family dynamic growing up with like, you know, so it's like I had girls in my family who they're like, my father looked like an asshole, but someone had to keep an eye on my sister. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, I've seen this dynamic in a lot of families. Okay. So, you know, I, I think you're well, right. I think I'm you're glad that something. we both uh, have, have, have sided with uh, the father. And I, I know, What's going to happen here is like in a week, it's going to be determined that the father's <laughs> yeah. a complete asshole and we're going to look like complete. His bank statements yeah. are coming out. Yeah, he's got, he's flying on a private jet in, yeah. in a tuxedo with, he's look, he looks like the Monopoly man. Britney's he's got going a monocle on vacation and getting fridge magnets. Yeah, and, and we're like, great. He's getting massages. I, I was completely wrong, which I've been many, many times. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the first time. So anyway, that's my, I'm sorry to talk about it again. I know if you guys listened to the Patreon episode, you heard a lot about it, but I did finally finish it. Last night, so uh, on and onward and upward. Next big story to cover is v- back to Valentine's Day. Back to Val- There's a lot going on with Valentine's Day, and of course, do you have it up? To, yeah, I'll get. I it. mean, if we're gonna celebrate love, we have to celebrate love the way we celebrate love here on Cover to Cover, and that is with a uh, with a with an app called Quinn. And I don't know, many people are have, have trouble, especially now during the days of, you know, pandemic and, and the things we're in. Um, it's a lot, it, it's it's very difficult to find love, whether it be, whether you're looking on, you know, websites, Bumbles and, thing, mm-hmm. and Hinge and things like that. No matter what app you're using. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be difficult to have like a socially distanced date on Valentine's Day, like bring flowers, but put them down five feet mm-hmm. from me. I'll pick them up and then I'll move back and you step back and then you bring chocolates and, but step back. So maybe instead of all of that, instead of going through all that, you want to listen to a Quinn. You're like, let me, I'll just celebrate. I'll love myself. I'll love myself here Self-care on Valentine's is a Day. Big, Self-care. Uh, it's a big thing And this I'll year. go on an app, an app called Quinn, which we found on this podcast, you know, about a year ago. And, it has been very divisive, mm-hmm. Quinn, on this on this podcast. Some people absolutely hate it. They think it's pure, pure smut, smut. Pure smut. They think we're awful for playing such mm-hmm. things. And uh, other people say nobody loves it. The other people say, "Listen, I can live with it. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn it off." For, but uh, you know, nobody's really rallying behind more Quinn. Um, but here goes. But you are. But except <laughs> but for you me. Are. And it's 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 mainly to piss off the people who just hate it. So we found Valentine's Quinn. And why would we not play a little here you go, everyone. Here's a little Valentine's Quinn for you. 
If you want to know, you sort of paste a comment on this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, now, this guy's got the worst sound system in the yes. world. And it all his whole job is sound. That's yeah, it. He's God. an audio porn star. Yeah. And it sucks. Looking at each other. Waiting to get home. Just wanting to... I also feel like he lives up a lot of flights of stairs. Yes. He always is, is completely out of breath when he starts. He's starting this thing like, mm-hmm. dude, sit down, yeah. relax, and catch your breath, and then begin. Sounds like he started without Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. Naked. Okay, we're all naked. Everybody's naked. Let's assume we're all naked. Yeah. And, and cut, out, cut out three minutes of this. I've got my hand between your thighs. Okay, well, thank you. It's about time we're getting somewhere. Uh, striking your really, really plump clit. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> they all, all of a sudden, they just come out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't expect that. And he's. Did he say plump clit? I think so. I think. He did say plump clit. Didn't yeah. He? I also feel like he's making this one up as he goes along. Mm-hmm. It's the same guy we listen to all the time. Yeah, he's and, phoning it. And there are sometimes he's he scripts it out a little. This one he's completely mm-hmm. flying by his plump clit. Sometimes he's like, "Do you always use this elevator?" And sometimes <laughs> no. yeah. fingers in your juices. In your juices. <laughs> My fingers in your juices. <laughs> oh God! Oh. How does? Is this doing anything for anybody? Like, what? is there someone who sits down and listens to this and goes, this is doing it for me? I love when he says, Jesus. Now, if I'm reading this right, it's got 30,000 plays. I know. Yeah. But it's I saw got that 10 too. likes. <laughs> <laughs> we so love, means, we're 11 and 12. 29,990 people did not like no. having a plump clit. No. Wow. Yeah, right. he sounds like let's hear let's hear one little bit more and then we'll we'll, oh, we'll stop the suffering. Playing your clit, pressing it, moving it around in circles. Okay. Oh, he's well, good for him. Health class, you know. All right, everybody. Well, I think there you go. Happy Valentine's Day from the people from us, mm-hmm. from the cover Alex and myself, and and the good people at Quinn and that English guy. What does he call himself? Oh, that is a. <laughs> Oh, that's just in the archives. He's been removed. Yeah. He's been removed. I, I'll go find him. Yeah, yeah. He's the he's, British guy. We yeah, always we always use him. He seems to be the one they give you for free. I think you, to get like the real quality content, get the good stuff. you have to pay for Quinn and there's no fucking way we're going to pay for Quinn. So we choose to uh, just get the free guy and that's him. Yeah. Always out of breath, running from something. Probably from one gig to the next. And, just a uh, union jack of a yeah. man. Yeah, and, and he tells you about, you know, Things that you know, might be a little disgusting from coming from that guy. Maybe. I'd love to see his face. I'd love to see what he looks like. Because, you know, in my head, I'm, I'm, I'm creating an image of him. And I'm sure it's not uh, what, it, what it is. No, it's... Pr- but, no. But I don't know. Uh, you know who has decided? Mark Cuban of the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. And also it's Shark Tank. You know, we all know Mark Cuban. I kind of like Mark Cuban. He, he's he's uh, suffering from um, a little something that I've talked about on this podcast mm-hmm. a lot. Mark Cuban, uh, he suffers from old face, young hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he this young hair 
is uh, I think he's dying it a little bit, and I think it's time for him to let go of his jet black yeah. hair now that his face is 65 years old. It's mm. starting to look a little strange. He does suffer. Mark Cuban does suffer from uh, old, uh, old face, young hair, and especially on Shark Tank. Mm. I don't know what they're putting in it, but they're making it look. Anyway, uh, he is no longer the Dallas Mavericks, the, the basketball team that he owns. They're no longer going to play the Star Spangled Banner, he announced yesterday. Wow. They're just not going to do it. And maybe that's the angle. Maybe it's, hey, listen, this is too divisive. We're going to, either people hate it because people kneel down or they they love it because you fly jets over. Yeah. But it is strange. It's like, I own this business to make money. I actually enjoy the National Anthem games. It's always kind of a nice time. Um, I mean, honestly, I go to more baseball games than any other sporting event. And take me out to the ball game at seventh inning is that one, I don't think we've, has that been d- no. divided yet? Are people no. protesting that? Because it's just, the only thing I would protest about taking me out to the ball game is um, they need to update the snacks in it. Because mm-hmm. he goes, buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. First of all, Cracker Jacks are the world's worst snack. Yep. They weren't when the song was written in the mm-hmm. 40s. It was just like, oh, children, you want some Cracker Jack? There was no other shit. It yeah. was either rock candy or Cracker Jack. Mm-hmm. And I don't think rock candy has the same sing-songy sound. Yeah. Buy me some peanuts and rock candy. It's just not as good. No. So Cracker Jack, but nobody likes Cracker Jacks. And the only way, the only reason they're still around is sold at baseball stadiums is because of the song. this fucking song. Yeah. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack. I don't care if I ever get back. So it's root, root, root for the... Now you just throw in the team you're rooting for. If yeah. you're at the Dodger game, you go root, root, root for the Dodgers. Yes. If they don't win, it's a shame. Now this, once again, this is back in the 40s when people were nice and everybody <laughs> was normal. And people were loving and caring, and they didn't have the internet. If the other team, if they don't win, it was a shame. We're going to go, we'll get them next time. Yeah. Now, if they don't win, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah. The guy sitting next to me who roots for the other team. We're going to light if your they, downtown yeah, on fire. If they don't win, I'm going to turn over your car and punch you in the face in the parking lot and piss on your girlfriend and and, and throw a beer bottle at your head. Cracker Jack. So I think it needs to be updated a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I I enjoy that. And then also after 9-11, we decided we were going to throw in, uh, at least since baseball, I don't know if they do another one, we were going to, America the Beautiful, I think they do, Mm. they throw that in the mid-game. Mid-game. And so the national anthem, listen, it's fine. I don't know. I I can't let these things concern me. I I know, not, not necessarily you guys, but people want to be down in front of Britney Spears's courthouse, Michael Jackson's courthouse. They want, they get upset about documentaries about Michael Jackson and Britney Spears. They want, they get upset at Colin Kaepernick. They get upset at the, at the, at the national anthem mm. that plays before their game. They don't, that's either it's good or bad. It's too much. It's too little. It's patriotism. It's not patriotism. Mm. I, dude, I, can I, I don't know. Does there any, do you people have anything else? Is there, I don't, a book you could read, perhaps mm-hmm. maybe thumb through a book that would entertain you more than than having to, concert, to use up some of your thought, mind patterns, whatever on stupid shit. Your mental like energy this. on anger. Yeah, yeah. There on, are, on pop culture anger. Right. I know. It's just. It's so fucking crazy to me. Like, I, I, 
I think that removing the national anthem in Texas is kind of a, that's kind of a, I mean. I, I feel know. Like well, Mark Cuban is a very, he's mm. a very, you know, he yeah. hates all those. I mean, I know he owns a team in Texas, but mm. I don't think he's very Texas. Yeah. You know, okay. it, it, politically speaking. Mm-hmm. He was actually going to run for president at one point. There was chatter of him being one of those people. But I think everybody was like, enough billionaires who don't yeah. seem to know anything running for president. We we did that already. And and let's just have other billionaires who have just been in the game a long time do it. Mm. Did you see him come out? Joe Biden comes out in the beginning of the Super Bowl. You know, And now see. a message from our president and the first lady. And they're doing an interesting thing, I've noticed. I haven't seen Joe Biden speak much, which is almost kind of nice. You know, we, mm-hmm. oh, why do you don't get to hear the president fucking tweet and scream every 15 minutes? That's almost kind of nice. But um, what he's doing, who the fuck knows? I don't know. But the sun, it's 73 degrees in Los Angeles. So what am I going to fucking concern myself with? Anyway, he comes out in the beginning to do a message, you know, which I think everybody did. I don't, uh, Donald Trump chose not to do it because, you know, I don't know. He was. It was a no win. It was a no win situation yeah. for him. So he was like, "I'm not doing it," and he didn't seem like really a sports fan. Whatever. Who knows? But Joe Biden, I don't know what his face does. He's got like whether it's whether it's Botoxed or something. But he goes. The only thing he says something. He goes Super Bowl Sunday, and he makes like this wink face. That it, I mean, what are we all fucking cowboys here? <laughs> and he gonna like crunches upside face, and then they do a smart thing. Which I noticed they've been doing a little bit. They let the wife, who seems to have all her faculties mm-hmm. about her, they let her do the talking. She's an educator, a doctor. Um, so they let the Jill Biden take over. And Jill handles the rest of the speech, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. You know, yeah. just go out there and enjoy the game. And, and so the, She just comes in and Jamie Spears is it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She is the she is the Jamie Spears, basically, yeah. of, of this thing. And, Kamala's and, running around. It might be. May, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's a good thing because I don't know, you know, who knows. That's, that's, our, that's our political portion of the show. Back to Valentine's Day love. We did our we did our coin. We grossed you all out, you and your... Um, and you're, what did he call it? Uh, plump. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What a fucking horrible way to talk about somebody's. Uh, you don't want any part of your no. body to be plump, no. I don't think. You know, I don't, I don't want anyone to, I don't want to say, God, you got a plump nose. Oh, fuck off. Maybe you it's a, a more charming word uh, across the pond. I don't, I think I speak on behalf of, yeah, that could be <laughs> yeah. maybe. I think I, I don't think anybody here, any of you ladies uh, or, or anybody listening wants to hear that no. mid, you know, about going mm. at it. It's nice and plump there. It looks, it's real plump down here. I know you can't see it unless you get a mirror or something. But I got to tell you, from what I'm looking at, I'm seeing something very plumpy, plumpy down here. I'm beneath. <laughs> that's I'm right. Beneath. That's right. Okay. Now we're getting back into something we all like. How to fall in love, according to Hinge's relationship scientist. Mm-hmm. Back to love. I already try to convey to my clients that dating is a learned skill. I know many of you are in relationships, but there are still some people out there, especially during these Valentine's mm-hmm. times where things get a little, you know, they get a little depressed. And like, why can't I get a man or a woman, somebody to love me? And that's, this is a relationship expert, which always seems, it's one of those fake jobs that, mm-hmm. um, it's like closet organizer. You yeah. know, that's another one. Uh, I see a lady in my neighborhood has a 
you know, one of those magnetic things on her door or, you know, side of a car. car. She's got a business and it's closet organizing. Mm. And, well, that's, uh, that, it just, that's just to get you it's out of the house. a specialty maid. The husband's probably yeah. like, honey, you do, you do a pretty good job folding mm. uh, socks. Why don't you be a closet organizer? Wasn't was, that? No, pretty. When uh, Kim Kardashian originally, that's what she did. That's what she started. She she, she became. She was like a girl with a big ass who organized, organized Paris her. Hilton's closet. I think. I think that's <laughs> yeah, what happened. And the next right. thing you know, she was on like one of the shows, and somebody went, "Oh, she's got an attractive look about her. Let's uh, let's uh, have her blow Ray J, and then we'll have we we will never be rid of her again as long as we live." Modern royalty. <clears throat> I'll say this about them. You know, all of them. The, the I. Uh, the 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 Kylie's on up. Mm-hmm. I think she's the youngest. The Kylie's on up to the to Kim. Uh, I'm watching this Britney Spears thing, and I'm thinking that well, she's obviously been affected by this world that she's surrounded by these paparazzi mm-hmm. and these all this craziness. So obviously, it's affecting her mentally. But then again, I'm, I thought about the Kardashians. I'm like, look at them. They're surrounded. They're it never like. You never see more awful shit said about people than mm-hmm. those girls. If they read their... The, and they're handling it better than Kanye. That's what I'm saying. Like These <laughs> girls are handling it. They handle their shit. I know they got paparazzi around them everywhere they go. I know, like, if they read the comments underneath there, we'll mm. get to... There's a story, actually, about it right now. Um, if they read the comments underneath their Instagram photos, they'd be like, they would kill themselves immediately. Yeah. They'd be like, this is horrible. I'm going to kill myself because at, there somebody in uh, in, mm. in Louisiana thinks I have fat thighs. Mm-hmm. Or I've got a plump. Yeah, a I've plump. got a plump clitoris. So anyway, uh, I, I thought about them. I'm like, I don't know. They all seem to be handling it fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe they had a better, I don't know, Mother Chris was better handle equipped to mm-hmm. handle what you know when they did get uber famous and they had other siblings around them the other thing that pops up in the britney spears documentary i know is that i would stop talking about it all of a sudden a brother pops up like to the brother oh. spears who seems dumb as shit yeah. as well and he's and i'm like wait i did was there a brother involved in any i didn't even know i think it's, it might be a half brother i don't know yeah. i remember jamie lynn who also was a kind of famous herself mm. she was on some disney shit didn't she get in trouble for like lip syncing wasn't that her? no that was you're getting the simpson oh. that's jessica simpson's sister ashley simpson on Saturday Night Live. yeah that was a sister of yeah, yeah. you you're in the right ballpark okay. it is another younger sister uh, ashley simpson but i'm sure that that Mm-hmm. And she did a little lip syncing herself. You, you wouldn't be 100% wrong. Okay, so let's go back to, uh, I try to convey to my clients that the dating is a learned skill with a step-by-step process. And if you follow the plan, you will meet your future partner. Um, so here, here, here are you these things. In her book, Uri, that's her name, categorizes frustrated daters into three primary categories. They each have unique challenges. Are you any of these? Any of you listening? Are you a romanticizer? If you are caught up in a fairy tale about how you want your love story to play out, this could be you. I remember Oprah many years ago. I was a big Oprah fan. Mm-hmm. At three o'clock in the afternoon, boom, sit down, channel seven, ABC. Let's get it, Oprah. Let's do it. Who do you got today? Do you have a fucking celebrity? It's going to be fun. You're going to give out slippers and muffins to the crowd? Or are we going to see someone who got her face torn off by a monkey? You never knew what you were going to get. And it was, it was always shocking when, yeah. when I saw the one. Like, this woman's been burned un- unrecognizably, but she's looking for love. And we all pretend like we, we're sympathetic, but I would rather watch Tom Cruise jump on a couch or you give out muffins. I don't know if I want to watch Burn Lady. They did, she did have the lady who got her face torn off by the monkey mm-hmm. on. And it was, I've never seen anything that more. That was rough. It was rough. Like, it was gone. Mm-hmm. Her face was gone. Was that the one who was like the monkey thought they were dating? Was it that one? 
There was <laughs> sure, one, there was one where like uh like <clears throat> The girl brought a guy over, yeah, and the monkey, and she had like a oh. like a real territorial monkey, and he was like, "No, she, like, no, what are you talking? Who's this guy?" And he just like, I think the monkey messed the dude up and the chick up pretty bad. I don't know if it's the same one, but that's actually yeah, sure, it happens a lot. Ha- yeah, in, in monkey People ownership, have monkeys in yeah. their homes. Guy, could you imagine walking? Talk about being a fucking going on a date mm-hmm. and walking in and they have a monkey in the house and the monkey's pissed at you. Yeah, like you get your fucking plump clit out of here. Yeah. This is my bitch. Wow. That's great. But anyway, anyway, so you, are you a romanticizer? I, so what I was going to say was, I remember Oprah one time saying, you got to give up the romance. Like mm-hmm. once you, once you lift all that, and I do believe that to be true. Like, oh, we would, we don't go on you know vacations anymore. They don't bring me flowers every week. I'm like, cut the shit. Yeah. Like look at going back to these Kardashians. They always showing up to the house, with the fucking roses mm. 10 feet high on the ground like a, covered in every room covered with petals and because a tiger tiger you know would do, i don't know yeah whatever something. he did whatever yeah. tiger did now he's got to get a bunch of roses and it's always like all right this is cute oh look at this take a picture look at everybody it's a picture and then you're like oh, could somebody get this shit out of the fucking house we get the leaf blowers who has a leaf chris Courtney, can you let me borrow your leaf blower? I got to get this shit out of the house. Tyga put petals everywhere. Anyway, so give up the romance. I agree with that one. Are you a maximizer? The maximizer. If you are a swipe addict with a checklist of qualities for the next best match, you fall into this category. Mm -hmm. Always looking for like a better thing. Yeah, that's another. All swipe, no type. I also think these are both things, the romanticizer and the maximizer. That as you get older, these things fade away a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just like, oh, just settle for you know, anything. The hesitator. If you have trouble getting started dating or have a million reasons uh, why this isn't your time to find love, this is definitely you. You're the hesitator. In her book, Yuri, these are, we're moving on. Yuri spells out eight questions daters should ask before they meet someone. This is for, I'm doing this for Valentine's Day, you understand? Yes. For those of you who, I know you have a couple days, Sunday. You, for the yams out there. The yams oh. out there yeah. who still can't find, never been on a date, yam. Mm-hmm. Yam had never been on a date, she told Oprah in the magazine. I've never been on a date, mm-hmm. dear Yam. So this is for Yam if she's listening. I don't even know if Yam's listens. God, I wish I <laughs> wish we could get her. <laughs> we uh, need we her find her viewership. Yeah. Okay. Here's a checklist of uh, what you should. Okay. Well, she says these questions can help you get in touch with how a date made them feel and stay away from a checklist dating mentality. Okay. What side of me did they bring out? You you finished up with the date. Like, what did they make? What mm-hmm. side did they did they bring out? My fun side? Did they bring out my shy side? Did they bring out my plump clit <laughs> side? What did they bring out? So that's okay. Mm. You know, didn't it make me feel good or bad? Now that's a good one, I guess. Uh, how did my body feel during the date? Stiff, relaxed, or something in between? Mm. What's good? That's a, that's a good question. I guess relaxed. You don't want to be stiff. Yeah, but then I feel mm-hmm. like if you're stiff, you're nervous because it's going well. Like you're on, you're trying to be on your game because you want to impress this person. That's a good Alex. You should fucking challenge this Yuri bitch to uh, <laughs> to a, a better better checklist of questions. I've already given our listeners the best advice. You meet them at the grocery store. Isn't that what I said? Now, what early? was it? Why? Why you you had a a reason why? I did uh, have a reason why. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember the reason why. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you wholeheartedly. Okay. I feel the lighting is bad in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just in a grocery store yesterday. I've actually, oh no! What I said was coffee shop in the morning because you know they have a job. That's, I think that's what that I is said. what you said. Yes. That's right. That's correct. Um, 
is there something about them that I'm curious about? Which is, that is a good one too. Like, mm-hmm. is there anything here that, that there I any can mystery? ask questions about later, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel that I, I, there's anything you'd be curious about with me. I'm like, no, what you see is what you get. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have any like hidden, I'm not like Army Hammer. Like that mm-hmm. would be one where you're like, whoa, whoa. that came out of left field. I didn't yeah. think you were the type of guy who likes to barbecue people. <laughs> uh, did they make me laugh? I'm fucking, I could bring it. I could bring it on a date. I mm. could, I'm, I'm pretty good. Yeah. But if you, that's, if you get my shit, you know what I mean? Yes. Some people find me to be a horrible human being and it would not work. We would both be stiff or rigid or whatever they said and it would not work. Did I feel heard? That's another one, you know, like nobody hears you. Everyone's mm. just waiting for you to stop talking so they can interject they can. their thoughts. Uh, if you find somebody who's listening, run. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, you don't want that guy. Trust me. Uh, did I feel attractive in their presence? Are you attractive? Ask yourself that. Mm-hmm. Are you attractive? Do you look attractive? Did you bring some of the fashion tips that I've given you over the last couple of uh, months on this date to make yourself more attractive? Mm-hmm. Did you keep your shit tight? Did you did you use a dry shampoo? I don't even know what that is, but I, I, I keep reading about it. Dry oh, it's, shampoo. It's worth a use. They spray it in their hair or something. People. Did you, did you put on a, did you put on a flat on a date? Did you put on like a flat? Oh, I want to be comfortable. Or did Mm. you put on some fucking big ass giant shoes Mm. that you like, "Mm, I like that shit. You know, did you do that? Cause you put on a flat and you're like, I just want to be comfortable. Then you fucked up. You, you fucked up, put on a big giant shoe. Did I feel captivated, bored or something in between? If you felt captivated, then again, I, what's the right answer? You're not who are captivated at what at the Red Lobster? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm captivated oh. to just just get the the biscuits. I mean, the first date is going to be where I'm like trying to sell myself to you. If you're yeah. captivated, I mean, maybe you're being sold a bill of goods, right? Exactly. Maybe yeah. if you're somewhere in the middle, you're like realistically moving forward. These are all. I hope these all help you guys during this time. We're gonna, <laughs> we'll give you three three more things that she says. Here are three things you can do today to shift your love life for the good. Okay. okay. This will be a perfect way to kind of wrap up mm-hmm. the podcast, give you guys something to go out on positively, mm-hmm. you know, um, and maybe get out there and find love right before Valentine's Day. And maybe that love will bloom and go on to become the love of your life. And you can thank Alex and myself at the wedding or whatever the fuck. Develop a growth mindset. If you look at dating as a set of learned skills and see the process as a learning opportunity, you'll be less stressed about each individual interaction. Oh, okay. Well, mm. as I often do when I read, I stopped caring about that halfway through <laughs> and I have no idea what it meant. I just was reading words at that point. Create a pre-date ritual. Figure out what gets you into a good dating mood. Maybe it's a specific playlist or an outfit you like to wear. I agree with that. Uh, that is... Uh, or perhaps it's a call to your best friend to hype you up. Make sure you enter each date from a place of optimism and possibility. Agree. And I, I recommend like a nice like a nice uh, body splash, like a Gina uh, mm. Tay, something like that. Splash that on you. Cause you, get, you. I think smell, you get yourself smelling nice. Everybody's, it's mm. uh, I, I feel it, 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 it uh, hits uh, a, a weird part of people's, you know, minds and, and your, it's, you know, what do they call it? The aromatherapy. Oh, yeah. Put on some Magina Tay. If you can't find that, I highly recommend. I know they got the shit over to Vermont Country Store. They got mm. that and Lemon Up, which is a, a lemon uh, shampoo that hasn't been around since 1972. You can also get yourself but, a good oregano oil. 
<laughs> you know, Alex, fuck you, because that's how they pronounce it in Australia. <laughs> okay, we have a I'm lot of sorry. Australian listeners, and I was speaking to them. Oh, I'm sorry, you're you, right. You dumb motherfucker. <laughs> okay, fuck the spark. This one, the final one, and this will this is this will be our final love uh, lesson for all of you. Fuck the spark. This is actually one of the chapter titles in How to Die Alone. Chasing the spark based off his initial chemistry alone is a losing battle. Mm-hmm. And I have witnessed this too. Among my clients and podcast listeners, instead of prioritizing butterflies, look for deeper elements of connection and a window into your date's values. Go on the second date and see what unfolds. Okay. All good. That is from a certified dating coach. She's a certified dating coach. Could you imagine going to a fucking dating coach? Like, when does it get that bad? Mm -hmm. Where you're like, I got to... Honestly... I'll say this, and this, save your money on a dating coach. Put on something a little hot, you know, like, I know we can't say these things anymore. I mm-hmm. know this is a, this is a culture that we, we've developed a culture where it's like, how dare you tell me to put on something so I could please men. I'm talking men too. Men, you, you yeah. know, you, some of you fellas. It's your job to. Put, put your, put on some put on a nice collar. shit. Or even, not, not even, whatever you like. Put on a fucking whatever and look good. And get out there and and be a little. Here goes. I'm gonna say it. I this could be the end. The last podcast when they all come for me. Mm-hmm. You gotta be. You gotta start being a little slutty. We gotta go back to 1984 when everybody was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, he's cute. I'm cute. I feel good. I got my cute shoes on. I'm slathered up in Gina Tay. Let's fucking mm-hmm. make out on the hood of the car. If it goes further than that." If it's, you know, under the shirt, whatever the people do. I don't know. I don't know what people do anymore. You know, I've been out of this game a long time. But you got to do that. I know there are rules You got to put in the work. You got to put in the work. And I know there are rules now. Or we can't. I didn't. I don't give it up that easily. I let them wait a year and a half before I do anything. And that's fine. That Okay, fine. Then you're going to be fucking talking to a dating coach. Mm -hmm. You're going to be spending hard-earned money Mm -hmm. for some, you know, gal in a yoga pants to be telling you what to do. And I'm like, oh, is, you, how, is your life so fucking great? Well, you're a dating coach. What's going on with you? Yeah. Where's your man? Mm-hmm. You know, she's probably in the same predicament or he, I don't know, whoever. Oh, I'm just, I'm my yeah. career. I don't have time. So you, know. you got to slot it up a little bit. I'm sorry to use that terminology. And I know it's an archaic way of looking at things, but it worked from a guy who came up in that era when everybody was just having a good time. We were out there. You know, listening to George Michael songs and, and, and getting in, getting each other's business. That was fun. Uh, and now we've turned a weird corner. This don't teach that to these people. They can't be doing that. I'm not saying that this is not don't teach this to your children, but you ad, adults, consenting adults. I'm talking to people who are 35, 28. I'm not talking to 22 year olds. Don't be going out there and, and jumping into each other's business at that age. You don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing. You, you're going to lose your minds. I'm talking to, you know, you know who I'm talking to. Yeah. You know, you people know who I'm talking to. Get out there and, and I know you think you've been burned before and now you're like, I'm not giving it up because I gave it up to that one guy one time at the office Christmas party and he never called me back. All mm. right, fair enough. We've all, you know, we all, we've all gotten burned a couple of times. Doesn't mean you, you can't uh, come out of that. Fi- I'm not talking burn like the lady on Oprah. I'm talking no. burned, you know. <laughs> I'm not talking really burn. That's disgusting. Uh, anyway, that's my tip to you. That is my Valentine's tip, and I think it's a good one. If you're having trouble finding a man, 
It's because you got to put on a cuter pair of shoes and get some, some, something that makes some shit pop. And every now and again, even if you don't like the fucking guy, listen, you, or girl, you say, yeah, you know, walk to the car and, uh, yeah, we want to, uh, fucking make out a little bit. Boom. Sure. Oh. Fuck. And I recommend this. I recommend taking it way back, taking it back to, I recommend popping in some fucking journey or something, you yes. know, uh, pop it in. Uh, and then really get to know each other. I wouldn't kill you to, p- to slap on a pair of roller skates. I really wouldn't. And Mm-mm. fucking do a couple skate to faithfully or some shit. And then next thing you know, everybody, everybody's clit is plump. And we're all ready to, I believe that there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing quite as uh, clit pumping, uh, plumping as some, as some journey and, you know, like a good couple skate. Mm-hmm. That's all I could say about that. I wish you all uh, love and happiness on Valentine's Day, it's a, it is a fun time for candy and and things like that. It's a, it's fun for kids. Like yeah, it's become some become like a kid holiday. You know, mm-hmm. paint the heart. It was you know even when I was you in make school, the Valentine's. you gave Valentines to each other at the desk. You know, they handed this girl hand mm-hmm. you one, you hand one back to them, and everybody gets a Valentine's. Uh, whatever that man. Then I remember they used to come into the room, and they would bring like flower like there would be these whole whatever they were student mm-hmm. council or whatever and they would come into the room and go some so-and-so bought you a car yes but, but then I, then you get you it was this a was candy before, gram or something. right yeah this yeah. was flowers but it was before like now i believe you can shame people these kids these days shame each other for like their the, the, the device mm-hmm. like a, they get iphone 2 iphone yeah. 3 like what a loser you're poor mm-hmm. gross uh and that's sad but I remember when I was growing up, this this was the day that was that became a, a, a poor shaming thing mm-hmm. when um, there were two flower options that could be delivered. There were rose options mm-hmm. and there were carnation options. Okay. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna be one who sticks up with the carnation. I know the carnation has taken a beating over the years. Mm-hmm. Carnation has been it, it's considered a cheap man's flower, poor man's flower. I don't I don't I don't I don't think it is. I think it looks nice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you were the type of guy. I'm talking when you were 14, 12, 11, 9, whatever. And you and you went out and got carnations. What I mean, oh, they talked about it. Yeah. And like, did you see what, you know, that Frangiola got, that girl? Car- a dozen carnations. What did that cost? A dollar? What a cheap fuck. Did you see what Steve Vessa got his girl? Two dozen roses. That's a gentleman. Yeah? Well, look at them now. Mm-hmm. Where's Steve Vessa? He works at FedEx. Where am I? In my garage. But I was on... A TV show 11 years ago. <laughs> so fuck all you carnation haters. I was on the David Spade show before it got canceled. I've been in a movie, two movies actually, one called My Mom's a Werewolf and another one <laughs> that the director was put in jail for uh, some shady business, but it was called um, uh, Are You Lonesome Tonight? Oh. How, oh, you're asking how come I didn't see it in theaters? No, it's not a real movie. It never even came out. The police, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's evidence in a, in a um a mail fraud case. But I, the point is, I've been in movies. The point is, I've been on in Long Island Newsday, the paper from my hometown, Long Island Newsday. They have a section in there called "It Happened on Long Island," and a lot it's different things that have happened on Long Island, like Billy Joel was born on Long Island, and they you know whatever duck eggs they we like duck eggs on long island they're fucking comfortable i was on it happened on long island it happened on long island chris frangiola happened on long island am i on my my high school's wall of fame no and i believe that that's because the woman who runs the hall of fame 
at one time in her life received carnations on Valentine's Day and is still a bitch for it. That is my Valentine's episode of Cover to Cover for all of you. I have to tell you, that was a fun-ass episode. We made it through. I'm standing by my Brittany uh, rant. I'm standing by it. Um, come at me, if you will. I can, I can take the heat. Bring it on. Um, thank you all for listening to Cover to Cover. We love it. We love having you here, and, uh, and we appreciate it. You, you, many of you are very passionate about this podcast, and it, it, it goes a long way. We love it. Please keep us informed of your, of your uh, comings and goings and, and why, and tell us how great we are from time to time instead of making the uh, Facebook page always about you. Okay, there are times when you can you can make it about yourself sometimes, but every now and again, go, hey, we love Alex or Chris Frangiola too, you know, and then you can go back to making it all about yourselves. But let's let's remember why we're all there. Okay, anything else, Alex? No, no, no. You got any yeah, Valentine's I wishes think, for anybody? Oh, Valentine? No, 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 no. No. What are you and your lady doing? Song. What are you and your lady just doing? Valentine's our, uh, Day. Our anniversary is the day after. Oh, February fifteenth. Yes. Or seventh, so, whatever it is. Yeah. Right? So we'll uh, we'll go out on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Well, that isn't that Valentine's Day. The day after Monday, Monday. whatever the whatever yeah. the, the, day the day after is. As good. a guy who worked in restaurants yes, for many that's years, why you never that's go why. out no. on Valentine's no. Day. You go out the day before or the day after. You don't go on the day mm. where people are wearing bad Van Hughes and shirts with mm. matching ties that they got that day yeah. at uh, at uh, at Marshalls, yeah. so they could look at it. Oh, I got a honey. I look good. I got a red shirt on and a red tie for Valentine's Day. You know, don't do that bullshit. No. No, but we'll, right. we'll we'll do the day after. Probably go get some barbecue this year. There you go. I've been looking Good for barbecue. Good call. Good for you. Are there places you can get that sort of, sort of thing? I mean, in L.A., barely. But we'll there make used it to be happen. a place out here in the Valley. I don't know if it's still around, but it was a classic bar. Hogley Wogley. Oh, I'm going to look it yeah, up. Yeah, Hogley Wogley. I remember the commercial you ran for years. I don't know if it's still around. Hogley Wogley. People loved it. Oh, they came from miles around for Hogley Wogley. <laughs> if it's still open, that's where I'll be spending my... Um, all right, everybody. That Dr. is it. Dr. Hogley Wogley's Tyler, Texas Barbecue. That's the That's one. That's where I'll be on That's the, the one. on the 15th. Uh let's uh let's what do we got? What are we going to what so, are we going uh, to take him out of here with? I got an Elvis Presley love song. Okay. How does that sound? Let's hear it. It's called Are You Lonesome Tonight? <laughs> wow. <laughs> this was the theme. Of course, if they could get the rights to it, it would have been the theme song of my big hit movie. Your big hit movie. Of course, the, are you lonesome tonight? I'm going to be honest. I'd never heard it. I didn't know what I was getting You into. never heard this song? No, oh, know. my God, Alex. This is like his biggest hit of all time. Oh, okay. Sorry it was this or Journey. If you still want Journey, I'll give you Journey. We might give it. We, let's let this play for okay. a little while. And we might send it out. We might send him out Does on Journey. Your wow. This is really good. To a bright summer day. When I kissed you, I recommend this. You guys play this mm-hmm. for your lovers, and maybe shit'll happen. Nothing plumps it up like this. This plumps it up. Yeah, I, I'm feeling. I'm getting. I'm actually plump. I'm getting plumper. As, as it was. <laughs> wow. Elvis was good, you know. I'm, I'm not a giant Elvis person. I'm not either. Yeah, um, but I get it. Yeah, I get it. I'm sorry. I thought this would be more upbeat because he is the king of rock and roll. No, this was his slow song. Yeah. This was, but people. I mean, this is a good call for Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. He got a nice voice. He's 
good looking man. You know, you had a hottie. Had a look that you just didn't for a couple of years. You didn't see it before. You know, that was like the first time you saw a guy who looked like that, whatever yes. he was. And it was just a good look. He does a little talking. I wonder right if this is good. This is his Quinn. This is Elvis. This is his Quinn. You know, someone said the world is Elvis's Quinn. Each must play a part. The production's pretty good All for Quinn. They had me playing in love with you as my sweetheart. Uh huh. Sure. Okay. Act one was where we met. Yes. I loved you at first glance. You read your lines so cleverly and never missed a cue. Okay. Then came act two. Using the change, you acted. There's another dude who had also issues of people running, it, taking his money and stuff. Did yeah, Colonel Tom Parker, like, was this guy who Honey, uh, lie. took care of all his when finances. Because these people, they're, they're kind of dumb, you know. Yeah, they're, I had no they get famous very that. young. They're not taught like finances and stuff. And in all fairness, I, I think artists away, nowadays would get swindled if we didn't watch all of yesterday's artists. Right, game. right, exactly. Like, it had to happen. The stage is Thank you, Elvis, for this. This is good. And I'm standing there with emptiness. Stage is bare, he says. I'm standing there with emptiness all around. I know the feeling. I sure saw my second show in uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. At nine people on a Saturday night. But thank you, Appleton, Wisconsin, by the way. Is I want to throw that home? out. You, So many of you came to the shows, and it was great. On minus 30 degree weather. So thank you to Appleton, Wisconsin. I had a really fun time at those shows. At the Skyline Comedy Club in Appleton. Thank you. We are coming. We're moving on to Arizona. Alex and I coming to Stir 20th. Crazy Comedy Club in Glendale, Glendale. Arizona, the nineteenth uh, and twentieth of February. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And then after that, the weekend after that, I'm coming to a place I've never been to before. Det- a club I've never been to. Detroit, uh, right outside of Detroit. I'm coming to Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. We'll be doing it up front. We'll do a little promo of these shows and then you guys can have a happy valentine's day let's give them a little, a little journey, journey and we'll if you can't make out on the hood of a car to this you need a dating coach something's wrong <laughs> but i recommend you put on something cute slather yourselves up in gina tay it doesn't have to be gina tay it could be whatever your choice mm-hmm I don't know whatever whatever one you get from Victoria's Secret or or uh, or uh, the place that sells candles, bed bed body works and beyond. Yeah, uh, that one. Yeah, that one. You know <laughs> what I'm talking about. So yeah, that one. Slather yourself up and get and, and you know be soft and nice. And some good shit right here. This is Steve Perry at his best. Before it's a show I watch called Breaking the Band. It's on. One of these channels, and it's about when bands broke up, and mm. this, the Journey one was pretty good. Breaking the band. It's narrated by D. Snyder from Twisted Sister, and it's Ooh. like, uh, what are you doing? Like, uh, they're pretty good, but D. Snyder's like long, thick Long Island accent. He's yeah. Long Island. They're just <laughs> like, uh, you're ruining it, D. Snyder. All right, everybody, happy Valentine's Day! Thank you for listening to Cover to Cover. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a great Valentine's Day weekend. Love to all of you. Thank you for showing us love and listening. But we'll be back next week. If you're a Patreon member, it'll be Tuesday. Five bucks. Get a Patreon. Show your love to us that way. Financially. Bye-bye.
the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.